Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great hermit druid Robert Green Ingersoll would pass on to his acolytes, in the presence of eternity, the mountains are as transient as a bad political move. The great hermit druid. I love it. I love it. Scream McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. I'm coming for you, Jimmy. <laughs> well, I guess he is on the coming for you train. Yes! What a professional. Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. I end it there. Yeah, enough said. <laughs> I mean, it's lost its luster, uh, but we, we, have to, we, have to, we have to keep the yeah. bit until we find out who wins. This, oh, bit, will, this bit will not die, <laughs> and I like it. One can say this bit has undying. I believe it Ooh. does. Because it keeps coming back, baby! <laughs> We're going to start off the top of the cast of Blades and Carnage that ensued with... 45! So, uh, the game that I want to talk about, our local play group already knows about because I could not shut up about it on Sunday because oh, it was just right. too yes. funny. Indeed. Uh, so, th this was a game with MTG Lord of Leaves, Sir Brian, Marketing Ross, new patron Matt, and myself. Uh, I was playing my Com Commander Esha Bird of Prey deck. Ross was playing uh, Thrix Sudden Storm, which is that fairly new uh, mono blue commander that's like your uh, spells like that convert right? mana yeah. cost five or less or five or more can't be countered, and then they cost one less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm pretty sure Sir Brian was playing Moldrotha, uh, and Matt, I'm not 100% sure what he was playing. It might have been a new deck. Sure. Uh, but what ended up happening. Way the turn order goes. It goes Marketing Ross, Sir Brian, myself, then Matt. He goes Marketing Ross. I play Consecrated Sphinx. We all say whole balls. That's not good. <laughs> well, Brian decides on his turn, I'd like to get one of those. So he plays the Volrath that at the end of his turn uh, does the Neg 1, Neg 1 counter, oh, yeah, and he yeah, can yeah. become a copy of whatever until his next turn. Mm -hmm. So he throws a Neg 1, Neg 1 counter on it. He becomes a copy of Consecrated Sphinx. Untap, upkeep, it's my turn. I hold priority. Because I got two Consecrated Sphinxes out there, and that just doesn't sound fun. And here's the thing. I'm not good at knowing rules, uh, which I know that's why you listen to this uh, podcast here. Yes. So <laughs> what, what I started to do is during my upkeep, I flashed in Alms Collector. Nice. It's the kitty cat that yeah. basically says uh, if your opponent would draw two or more cards, instead, that opponent draws a card and you draw a card. Well, what ended up happening, ladies and germs, is it goes to my draw step. I draw a card. It triggers both of their consecrated sphinxes because whenever uh, an opponent draws a card, you may draw two cards. So both their sphinxes trigger. And then if they accept it, then my alms collector triggers. So then instead of drawing two, they each draw one. But then I would draw one for each of them. So I draw two. Well, that's two more consecrated <laughs> sphinx triggers. And it just goes on for infinite <laughs> until I deck myself because mine is not a may ability. So Sir Brian convinces Ross, hey, let's just do this until Mr. Combo mills himself, which is quite rude, Brian. You're a dick. Well played. But, <laughs> what, but here's the thing. What is white? What is white the premier 
color of uh, one mana spot removal stalling uh, nothing Ooh. at all that too uh, so basically I just drew my library until I got a path to exile because I had an extra planar lens out so I had plenty of mana uh, path to exile Sir Brian's consecrated sphinx and then I offered it to Ross Ross do you want to go card for card because that's what now is going to happen and he's like yes uh, and he counted and if he did his whole all the cards that he had for mine I would deck myself and he would still have eight left in library seven <laughs> Decent. Uh, Decent. And I, I think we, I think we got down to ten, and then I got to my path to exile. Path to exile. His consecrated or uh, source of plowshared. His consecrated sphinx. Um, but then you know, on my turn, I ended up playing. I think it was like soul ring. Curse Totem, Deafening Silence. So we get all the stacksy stuff Man, out there. You've been getting these Deafening Silences out like crazy lately. Yeah. Uh, well, the Matt's turn did nothing, and then Ross's turn, he just capsized without buyback. My uh, Deafening Silence, cast Omniscience, Jace won the game. So, oh, there it is. <laughs> but, but I thought it was hilarious how I thought, haha, screw you, Consecrated Sphinx players. I'm an alms collector, and we're just going to play some fair magic. And then Brian's like, we could just deck him, and he would die. Uh, and I will tell you, I had a good 75 cards in hand before I had to move to Discord. <laughs> I knew what I heard from the white. Absolutely. Also, I just checked. Alms Collector is nine dollars. Really? Yeah. As wow. it continues, here we are. Well, Squee McGee, what games would you like to talk about? Well, it was it was nice. I got back into the uh, the Sunday rotation yeah. for the first time in a while, and it was good to play with some of the uh, the local play group here. So, uh, I was playing with Mister Combo. I believe you were playing uh, Selenia the Dark Angel. Um, Correct. Nice. I was playing. I was playing Akiri. Will was playing uh, Marisi, which. Jesus. And <laughs> Dan was playing Paco in, in Halden, his new deck. Um, oh, yeah, it, it was a very so interesting good. game. So it, it had a lot of different back and forths. Uh, uh, by the way, Will has been promoted back to friend of the cast of the goad. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So so I guess we're going to roll with that for a little bit and see where that goes. Uh, if you do anything a little too gross, believe me, you're on notice. Yeah, um, you're on the ice. <laughs> but uh, Will was goading just about everybody out on the board, and I have never won a game with Akiri before, so I was really itching for it. Um, it, it came down to the end of the game. I believe Mr. Combo got taken out by Dan first uh under a goading situation so it was yeah. kind of dan's choice kind of not dan's choice and the frustrating thing about that is i did the wrong play because i ended up playing that card to where i could uh swap life totals around oh right and, and i did the wrong when... one no, no what no, i could have right done yeah, well so i took the right total but Which what i ended up doing is i ended up I ended up playing Sad Robot for four mana uh -huh. when I could have played my commander for five, ah. then paid the two life repetitively, right. then gave Dan mm -hmm. my low-ass life total. Uh, <laughs> but instead, I think I gave him a... I mean, I still didn't give him a great life total. I think I gave him like 16 or 17, yeah, I think but was, I could have given him 17. like one or two. Yeah, I think it was 17, and the game ended up going back and forth so much. Like, people, everybody went from like 40 down to 17, and people would gain <laughs> life back again, then Mr. Combo would swap lives around, and it was really interesting and then uh dan had what a 2020 flyer that was only getting bigger um so everybody was a little bit nervous about that so dan swings in kills mr combo and then it was left down to me a uh, friend of the cast will and dan and uh, akiri was out there and i was kind of playing how akiri needs to be played you got to be a little bit under the radar but i was still swinging in when i could sure uh putting out big cards and i had uh who who returned everything back to everybody's hand? Somebody returned everything onto the board back to everybody's hand, and everybody drew seven. 
Um, I, I think it was Dan. Uh, but anyways, that returned all of my equipment and all of my enchantments and my auras back to my hand. So at the end of the game, it came down to Dan killed Mr. Combo. I wiped out Dan with uh, Akiri. Or no, no, I had a really of the War Leader out. So Ooh. I wiped Dan out with that. And then with a really of the War Leader and Akiri out, then I went after Will at the very end of the game. He had 32 life. And I played just the right combo of double strike, unblockable, flying, plus four, plus zero, and then enough artifacts on the board to do exactly 32 damage to swing in for the win. Damn! Nice! It, it, Going back in hot! I was sweating because everybody was like, all right, so let's start counting here because I was like, this is it. Yeah. If, I, if I kill him, I kill him. If I don't, I'm dead. And it, it was exactly the right amount of damage. So uh, Akiri got his first trophy, and I'm going to uh, celebrate that for at least another week. Nice. Well done, sir. Well, uh, Big Tuck, any games you want to beat your chest about? Uh, I have two quick ones. So I snuck in a game with friend of the show, Scooty Shuffles, last week. And nice. he had one of the most explosive openers I've ever seen. Land, Soul Ring, yep. Arcane Signet, yep. and then Planner Void, which is no one has graveyards. They all get exiled. <laughs> so that was brutal. But the game I want to get into is one that I don't even feel bad about because it was, for the first time in my entire recollect of owning the deck, which is probably close to six years, someone asked me, and that someone was Mr. Combo, to play my Nekazar deck. <laughs> and uh, Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't even remember. So it was... No, so the whole the whole gimmick was you play Nekuzar, I play Xeris the Writhing Storm, right. and then Friend of the Cast Will plays his Friend Mercool deck. Yeah, quote-unquote friendly friend deck. Yeah. Like a Jagoff. Um, and then Nathan that's was where also the non-Friend of the Cast started was the, the Friend Mercool. It's, it's a farce, but then Friend of the Show Nathan was in there too, and he was the second man standing so uh it was just a perfect run of it i got uh what i get teferi's puzzle box nekuzar with greaves on it um and then the killing blow which i feel bad about but not really was i stuck a glacial chasm two turns after mr combo used the decimate and I no one else had anything else to do about it, so. that card is blasphemy uh yeah uh it's really good in nekazar though because it's i have really very good little in a lot of things so well, didn't, um, your, didn't your puzzle box get wheeled away or no, uh, chaos puzzle box someone puzzle box stayed I thought out. someone got rid of your puzzle box puzzle box stayed out until it killed everyone and then nathan had the ability to board wipe but he couldn't get rid of the puzzle box or the chasm so oh, I could right. I was getting ready to draw. So I was kind of worried about that. I was like, oh, if Nekazar dies, am I gonna be able to still win? But luckily I had like 14 cards in hand. So I would have wheeled those away and then drawn 16 or something. And in that next one I had it. So uh yeah, it's the first time I played that deck in a long time. Uh and I'm looking forward to hopefully not seeing it anytime soon. Cause it is fantastic. It's just arch enemy dot deck. Take, taking it out of that 51 deck rotation of yours. Yeah. Uh 47. Uh, I, I believe there's four I, decks I refuse, sitting on your countertop right now. I refuse to open the other four decks because I don't have decks. the time to organize them. They are decks. All right, well, that wraps up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? So one of the things that we thought would be kind of interesting with us playing in an eternal format is we do have access to every tribe under the sun. Um, but... We all know about slivers and elves <laughs> and gobos and, and, uh, and burfos and, and, <laughs> and, and, and hominos. No, 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 uh, 
But what we decided is for each of us to pick a really, really, really bad tribe uh, and talk about, you know, uh, three or four cards that would actually kind of make it work in EDH. If you wanted to do a Homerid dot deck or a Kithkin dot deck. Um, oh, and so the one, the one restriction we did put no blanket tribe effects. So you can't talk about coat of arms. You can't talk about Morophon. Um, you know, you can't talk about anything that is just good stuff tribe. This needs to be specific to that tribe. Correct. So, and I will also mention that Mr. Combo came up with these and they were brutally difficult. <laughs> yes. And you know, the funny thing is these weren't even the bottom listed tribes. These were like somewhere like in the middle of the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so I, I drew the really, I drew the really, really short straw of getting illusions. Yeah. That so, was so. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with like the illusion creature type, kind of from a magic history perspective, uh, illusions initially kind of came into the game as a undercosted, somewhat decent body. You know, it might be a two mana for a two two flying. Because mm -hmm. back in the '90s, that was like a big was, deal. That was a big deal. Yes. Uh, but its drawback was if, it, if they were ever the target of a spell or ability, you had to sacrifice it. So any type of target and boom, you got to get rid yeah. of it unless you have some anti-sacrifice thing. So that was kind of their short straw. Now, it definitely has evolved over the years to where illusions now printed don't necessarily have that text on them. But I, I wanted to try to stick around with how do you actually make illusions work? So one of the first cards that I saw that I think you kind of have to have in every illusion deck kind of period uh, because it protects it from your opponents is Lord of the Unreal. So this came out in Magic uh, 2012. Oh, it's yeah. It's a creature human wizard for two blue, so blue, blue, and it's a two, two. And it says illusion creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have hexproof. The hexproof thing is honestly the biggest piece yes, of it. Yes, for sure. Because you nice. can't do your traditional boots or greaves or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. um, heck, you can't even really do that um, enchantment that other permanents you control have hexproof mm -hmm. or shroud because that runs in Silencia, and most of the illusions are in mono blue. So this card's only 39 cents. I think it's an auto include. I wish. I think this is part of that cycle of lords, mm -hmm. like Lord of the yeah, Undead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wish these were actual legends because this would be perfect <laughs> oh, for the yeah. illusion uh, deck, but it is what it is. What, what's so. interesting about this pick, too, is it's kind of like some of the cards that I've run into in by deck where you are running cards cards that are very pro elf tribal but are not elves themselves so this is a human yes. wizard it's not an illusion but when you when you originally look at the deck and you think oh i'm gonna build tribal you think oh i gotta do all illusions you mm -hmm. don't so this is a great example of that where you're gonna have somebody that's gonna support the illusion tribe but not necessarily be something that's up benefiting from it um and it's really nice to say a two two for a blue blue <laughs> uh, so, the next one, so the next one I want to talk about is a 25 cent card. Uh, it's called Krovican Mist. One colorless blue creature illusion, star star, and it's flying. But its power and toughness are each equal to the number of illusions in play. Ooh, a lot of the newer nice. illusion cards um, oh, yes, actually yes. create they actually create tokens when you cast stuff. So yeah, this card plays really nice into the newer illusion cards that like a murmuring mystic, three colorless blue human wizard. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, create a one one blue bird illusion creature token with flying, and this guy's a one five. Um, 
fits right in there. There's a lot of stuff that make illusion tokens nowadays. Mm -hmm. So this for being a two mana and it having some sort of evasion and it's just going to be whatever yeah. the count of illusions you have, that's huge. I mean, you could potentially yeah. one-shot someone and to add the gravy on there, he does not have that stereotypical illusion if it gets targeted sacrifice it effect. Right. So you can boots him up, you can put some swords on him, you know, you can put some really cool equipment or enchantment auras to really make it a powerhouse. Yeah, this is actually riding the piggy tails of one of the uh, green cards I used to run in an elf deck that is powered equal in toughness to all the elves that you have on play. But yeah, that flying, that mm -hmm. is a game changer, top to bottom. Anytime you have flying, you're going to swing through with a lot more, and this has the potential to get really big really, really fast. Um, so kind of like we were talking about in 40 Life with a Dash when Dan had a 2020 flyer, that kind of really scares the board state and people start to really notice what's going on over there. So yeah, this card is really good for that. Okay, so uh, the next one I want to talk about um, is it kind of goes into what Squeeze said earlier to where you don't necessarily have to have every card in the deck be an illusion deck mm -hmm. or illusion creature type. Um, so this is Aetherplasm. Two colorless blue blue creature illusion. It's only a quarter. It's a one one. Nice. Whenever Aetherplasm blocks a creature, you may actually return Aetherplasm to its owner's hand. If you do, you may put a creature card from Ooh. your hand into play, blocking that creature. Oh. Kind of a reverse ninjutsu. That's you know, fun. instead of it being mm -hmm. attacked and unblocked, let me go ahead and block and then flip it so it doesn't even die. And then, you know what? Maybe this is Illusion Dot Eldrazi, and I'm just going to throw oh, yeah. in a blight <laughs> shield. Yeah, this is like, this is sure. like a, a, a cheaty face, whatever you got in your hand, put it on the board kind of card. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only costs four mana to get out. So I actually think, in general, this is kind of undercosted. For sure. I, I don't know how you guys this feel. Mm -hmm. I, I, would, I, I didn't know this I would existed. Think, yeah, I would awesome. think an effect like this would probably be six mana. Sure, yeah. Bare minimum. I would assume, so, yeah. Because if you have a creature out there and, and the stipulation of you have to block has two positives to it. One, if you never get the chance to block, that's already a positive in itself because nobody's attacking you. Two, if you do get the chance to block, you can throw something onto the board that's just massive for free. Mm -hmm. And I'd love that. Um, yeah, you're, you're bringing up some good bangers here in the uh, the illusion front. <laughs> bangers yep. to do. Uh, and then the last one I want to end with is not an illusion, but <gasps> it's who I, who I think should be the commander of your illusion deck. Okay. Uh, it's Gadwick the Wizened. So this is X, blue, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. creature, human, wizard, three, three. When he ETBs, draw X cards. So whatever you put the X into, that's what that's how many cards you're going to draw. But here's the reason I think he'd be good for an illusion deck. Whenever you cast a blue spell, tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. That's nice. Yeah. I, I, a lot of the illusions I talked about were two mana, you mm -hmm. know, at least two of the three. So what I've noticed, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the illusions are very under-costed. So being able to just pay two mana multiple times and get out these multiple illusions, yeah, they're one ones or two twos, but now you're just tapping down stuff left, right, and center that your opponents have. Mm -hmm. And yes, in an illusion deck, unfortunately, there's not the co-wide <laughs> illusion support. So you're probably going to put a coat of arms or something like that in there right. but a gadwick is going to give you the ability to kind of lower the crashing drawbridge oh blast it. swing uh swing i may have to, to blast you again for for trying to cut out of my restack a glare subduel which is very similar there we go well, so that, that's kind of my thought on illusions. Not a good tribe. I wouldn't recommend doing it. <laughs> There's no but support for this. But, but if you really want to challenge yourself, um, then I think that would be a tribe to do it with. All right, Squee, which uh, tribe did you draw 
out of the hat. All right. So I drew, I guess, the middle stick? I don't really know. Anyways, I drew monks. So in researching monks, there was more fun than I thought there was in monks. Uh, typically, it's kind of a Jeskai format. So Lucky you. You're going to have a lot of red, a lot of white, a lot of blue. Um, so the first one I want to talk about, I'm just going to get it out of the way because it is a monk and everybody hates it. It's Sarah Ascendant. Welcome to the tribe! Woo! Upsetting. <laughs> I'm that so is happy. A, that is a human monk. So it's a, a one white lifelink. One one. As long as you have 30 more life, Sarah Ascendant gets plus five. So five and has flying. That's a game winner in the first hand. Uh, we don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm just going to keep on moving. Everybody <laughs> has seen this. They don't want to talk about it. But where I was going with this is uh, the other thing that I noticed that was happening a lot in the uh, the monk tribal is uh, a ability called prowess. So it's a triggered ability that means whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one till end of turn. So that got me thinking, okay, so Jeskai, monks, prowess, uh, maybe we do something with melee, where you're kind of beefing up creatures across the board on that. So, you know, really where I went with this was some enchantments that support this, not necessarily going to be a monk themselves. But uh, the first one I wanted to talk about is Skywise Teaching. So it's three colorless, one blue. It's an enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may pay one colorless and a blue. If you do, create a 2-2 blue oh. monk creature token. Oh, there we go. That's awesome. And, and the other big thing that's in these colors is it's heavily focused and most of the commanders that are in the monk realm have something to do with casting instants and sorceries or non-creature spells. Sure. Um, so I think that any deck you're going to build around monks is going to be heavily non-creature based. You're going to have some monks in there to support that. But I thought this was a great one. One, it's just tokens are nice. It's not a 1-1, one, one, so it has a little bit more ability and it has flying. So I thought this as an enchantment to support any monks that you have out on the board was going to be really good. Sweet. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. That's, I mean, to be able to pay two mana, to it, it's kind of like the whole... You know, like with illusions, like, yeah, you're not going to win just by having every illusion card known to man in there. Right. Just same thing with monks. Just having a deck filled with monks is not going to win you the game. Right. You have to kind of go off what their shtip is. Um, and it seems like monks is, like you said, the prowess. It's non-creature spells. Mm -hmm. So you, you should have a good amount of almost cantrippy type spells. Hey, pay one mana, get plus two in first strike. Mm -hmm. um, you know, get flying, blink it. Sure. And hey, if you, can, if you can for two mana constantly make two, two creature tokens with flying that's not irrelevant Cataxian probe is coming back big in this deck <laughs> two life two mana for a two two draw card yeah gotta love it look at that utility uh so the next one i wanted to talk about is jeskai ascendancy uh blue red and white enchantment whenever you cast a non-creature spell creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn untap those creatures Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. So this is giving your creatures beef. This is giving you a draw card ability on what your deck's probably already trying to do, which is going to be casting non-creature spells, doubling up those spells, playing mm -hmm. these type of things. So I think this is a great fit in any of those. And, you know, there's some very popular commanders out there in the Jeskai abilities. Yeah, so in like a, a Narset situation, this card to me would be, you know, extremely useful. Um, and, and most every monk deck that I have, have researched in, in the last couple of days has been along those lines. So uh, being able to untap your creatures, use them if they have a tap ability, give them plus one, plus one if you want to swing in, and then be able to draw cards. This has a lot of utility. Yeah, yeah I mean, do I dare to say in the... Uh your bad super friends if you had more i don't know how many mana dorks you have in there 
But couldn't Jeskai Ascendancy almost take you infinite if you have at least like four or five mana dorks? Mm. I mean, you tap them for mana, you cast a Planeswalker, they get yeah. plus one and you oh, untap them, yeah. you draw a card, oh, yeah. and then you, you play another one. That's um, interesting. Oh. I don't think I've don't think I don't think I've that many mana dorks and there's a problem. <laughs> I think I have I think I have like four creatures and half of them proliferate, but I like that oh, gotcha. a lot. I like yeah. that a lot. Maybe something to think about yeah. there for you. Um, okay, so the next one I wanted to talk about, I've fairly sure people haven't heard of but i may be wrong on that front it's myth realized one white enchantment whenever you cast a non-creature spell put a lore counter on myth realized for two colorless and white put a lore counter on myth realized and then for one white until end of turn myth realized becomes a monk avatar creature in addition to its other types and gains this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of lore counters on Ooh, all right cool. mm-hmm just, so it's, it's, all, it's all it's all Tarkir block. That's it. Just yeah. all Tarkir block cards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can beef them up with the non-creature spells you can play. You can beef them up with extra mana that you have open. Uh, and then he becomes a big beater. And if you do have some other cards in the monk realm that are giving plus one, plus one, or anything like that, it's going to benefit from that. And then it turns back into enchantment, so it's going to be less available to board wipe. Um, so I thought this card was really fun, especially for one white mana to put out. I mean, honestly, if you're building like non-competitive attracts a super friends, this seems like a slam dunk. Yeah, let's get you a blocker, get you something to big, get big, gets out early. No one's gonna waste removal. On, no one's gonna waste removal on this until it gets to be yeah. like humongous. So, yeah. Yeah, but, even when, but even when it <clears throat> even when it gets humongous, though, it doesn't have evasion. Right. So it's yeah. like cool. You got a fifty-fifty. Here's a one-one. Right. For sure. <laughs> All right, and then the last one I wanted to talk about. I'm gonna talk about my first creature. And actually, well, I guess my second Saracen, it kind of counts, but you know, that, that card's in its it own realm. It absolutely counts. It's the best. It's the best one drop in magic. It is. It is for sure. So I, I, I got I guess I got the long straw in this one. Um, so this one is Serene Master, and it's kind of like your fog bank in white. Um, so one color oh, white right. creature, human monk. Whenever Serene Master blocks, exchange its power and the power of target creature. It's blocking until end of combat. It's a zero two. <laughs> so you exchange a zero power to anybody that's coming at you. You block it. You get the power. You're most likely going to kill the creature that they're sending at you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And this, it, it's like a more deadly fog bank. If you ask me. Why is it Why is it only 35 cents? That's a great question. I don't know. I thought so it was it was it's probably because it has Gideon Jura mentioned in the flavor text and people are like, oh, this card's trash. <laughs> I know, just like the Gideon Jura Planeswalker trash. How like, dare you? Me, How dare is, you? This is the ultimate denial on the board to say, don't swing at me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's super fair. And then obviously, if you're going to try to go the tribal route, uh, since we, I believe that was your last card. It is. Uh, the person you would want to have as the commander for the deck would be the best monk printed. Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Two colorless, yep. blue, legendary creature, human monk. He has prowess, the effect Squeak talked about earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whenever you cast an on creature spell, you may pay Boros Boros. Uh, if you do, target creature gains a double strike until end of turn. Yep. So um, he, he would be your de facto. Yeah, a monk, monk commander, really and young. honestly, he's just a badass. Period. That would be a cool way to design that deck where it's less like because a lot of times it's just Voltron, but making it like monk themed. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. we're on some. Yeah, that could be a way to kind of depower it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which we actually get into with uh, the Bruise and Builds episode coming out this Friday with Big Tuck's Brea deck. So you guys will have to just tune in Friday to find out what happens there. 
Well, Tuck, what did you draw? Since you technically picked first, what what did you get first licking at? So um, I am a fool because we, this was chosen hot off the presses of our uh, episode with the great Dana Roach, which he ran a Demir artifact deck that had a lot of these in them. And I thought I'd be able to slam dunk, find some real easy uh, wins on this one. I was wrong. So <laughs> I, 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 I foolishly chose constructs. So um, a lot of artifact creatures that have been printed over the year are constructs. However, the problem is, is that it's really hard to find things that really narrow into constructs. So I think I found four, two of which I'm, two of which I'm okay with, two of which I'm not so hot on, but I think they will help drive the deck that you can build around it. So um, the easiest one, and I believe this is the only card that has construct in its text at all, is Trapyard Recombiner. It's a uh, three colorless. It's out of Mr. Combo's favorite set, Modern Horizons, and it's sitting at about 40 cents. So modular two, this creature is a battlefield with two one one counters on it. When it dies, you may put one one counters on a target artifact creature. Tap, sack any artifact, search the library for a construct card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. So there are a lot of constructs in here, Metalwork, Colossus, um, a handful of other ones that are usually big beaters. So if you're gonna build in through the, through the construct, tribe this is a slam dunk card in here it's any artifact you can mm -hmm. bin whatever you don't need if it's late in the game you can bin, you can bin uh uh mana rock if it's early in the game you can bin a mirror go fetch out what you're looking for so we don't need to get into all of the constructs because it's a very long list however if you're gonna try to build this way you have to have this card in it yeah this is great and i'm sorry to keep going back to green because that's the tribe that i know <laughs> best but this is okay. this is Almost a exact printing of a Sky Shroud Poacher, which allows you to search for any elf, bring it to your hand, and it's just a tap ability. So, God, it's so it. weird. It's like Squee likes elves yeah, or I know. something. Figure, yeah, I hate figure it. that one out. I've <laughs> never played an elf deck. Yeah, and you know, and I think, once again, if you're going to limit yourself to a restriction like I'm doing construct.deck, yeah. I think it's fine to have a tutor in there that's a construct yes. that only tutors that, for yeah, constructs. You need it, for sure. Yeah, don't don't feel bad about no, that. No, not not at all. It's it's a solid one. So the next one I have um, is so I was also trying to potentially do a scrap theme, also not viable. So that didn't work out either. Um, we talked about this again last week, but this card is is really really solid. So uh, scrap trawler. So three colorless for an artifact Ooh, creature, sure. also a construct. It's seventy eight cents. Um, whenever a scrap trawler or another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return to your hand target artifact card in your graveyard with lesser converted mana cost Ooh, exactly really what we good. want to do right especially if you it sucks that the other card isn't a legendary because then that would be an amazing commander that you could do this sort of manipulation with it's also would be banned because it's a tutor on a stick and you go get scarecrow or whatever but suffice to say um, there's a lot of different abilities to sacrifice artifacts this is going to get things back from your hand um, it could be a two for one with the other guy but again i think the way that i look at construct decks is they're kind of going to be getting in the red zone a lot so even if you're swinging sure. in with your mem knights uh, which is a zero drop one one that's just a wall of flavor text um those sort of things, those are the ones that I think would really, really get in, would really get in there and really help you level out, help you kind of come back from choosing a less than great tribe. And I like this too because it's not just creatures, you can bring back any artifacts. So if you're in a pinch and your soul ring gets blasted, you can bring it back or whatever else you have out there that's controlling the board state, you can use this to bring that back too. Um, so yeah, that's really useful. 
Yeah, and you, you know what's actually interesting, and I'm not going to name cards because because you're still going through your list, sure. but I'm going through like you know the other constructs like based on EDH rec, and like I'm noticing like some of the most played artifact creatures are constructs, mm -hmm. yeah, which is which is pretty right. interesting. Because um, honestly, w when I pick construct, it's like, huh, I never really see constructs right. outside of like when we talked about Dana's deck. But then you look at some of these cards, it's like, holy crap! I don't know if these were errated right. to have construct or if they were always constructs, <laughs> but there's a lot of constructs in Magic. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but unfortunately, that is where I stopped talking about constructs in and of themselves. So you guys can go on EDH rec as well. So what I thought was, I I don't like colorless decks. I think they're kind of boring, even artifact-wise. So I wanted to list two spells that are going to be slam dunks that are colored, which might help you pick if you want to go one color or another one. Okay. So the first one um, is a card that is not even an artifact. Um, oh wait, I lied. It is in fact an artifact, but I always forget <laughs> with these things because they can't make up their freaking minds. We're talking about Master of Ethereum. So uh, Master of Ethereum is two colorless and a blue. It's an artifact creature, Vandalka Wizard. Uh, it's a rare, it's an artifact creature, which also is crazy because there's also Vandalkans that are not artifact creatures and it's super confusing. Yeah. Um, it's power and toughness are equal to the number of artifacts you control, which is great, right? So it yes. kind of fills in that slot of like another big beater, but more importantly, other artifact creatures you control get plus one, plus one. As Nate mentioned, you really, and this was something that was difficult, was I, I came up with a big list of like artifact creature reductions, artifact creature boosts, and I was just gonna do that. I'm like, okay, maybe not all, but this one in particular, I thought this is like the, this is the way that you can kind of support the construct theme in blue, right? Um, it pumps them up, it gives you access to all the things that you want in blue. This could kind of be a pseudo backup commander as well. There's a lot of ways in colorless to give evasion, key to the city, rogue's passage, that sort of stuff. So eventually this guy might get big enough to where he is going to be able to swing in for some damage. I also love the fact that he is actually an artifact creature, so you can get him back with the scrap trolls of the world or those other sort of things to get them back from your graveyard. Mm -hmm. Just seems like it does a lot for our boys in metal. Yeah, you know, so two comments. One, the artwork. Did you guys notice he's holding a okay, baby? Okay, I was just looking at that. That is, that's what that is, right? That's a ch that's like yes. a Veldulcan child? That, that is a, I, I guess. That, that is a blue child. That's yeah, a, like yeah. disconcerting. A little bit. There's okay. <laughs> that child's in the middle of a lightning it's a, it's storm a, it's, in this weird. It's the same conversation we had with like Merwin, the nature mother or whatever, where it's like I, I know, can't stealing babies. I can't tell if this is like a positive or a negative, right? <laughs> uh, and I the guess you have to thing, read the flavor text to find out. I would have bet big money that Squee would have been the one to break the rule, but look at Tuck doing a blanket. Artifact creatures get plus one, plus one. Doesn't even target anything to do with constructs. That'll teach you to bet against Squee Suck again. <laughs> well, if you like that, I got even better news for you. We're talking Eldrazi Monument. We, so I brought, I want to bring this next card up because it's in a different color and it's an enchantment. But it's funny because we talked about this card and it's starting to, it, we predicted that this would start to rise in price. And I think it has a little mm. bit. Um, but we also, when we brought what it up, hasn't? Um, we thought it was going to be a really cool card and we couldn't really find the deck that it would fit great in. So if you want to take it blue, that would be the card to go with. But if you want to take it white, something you can build around is Tempered Steel. So colorless, white, white for an enchantment. Artifact creatures you control get plus two, plus two for three. It's only artifact creatures you control. Um, it is an enchantment, which kind of sucks, but it's a three. But the fact it's a three drop makes it easy. It's, again, it's kind of one of those things where 
we've talked a lot about enchantment removal and that sort of things. And I think this is something that you can either wait till you pick up, you build your big robot army and then slap this down mm -hmm. and start getting in. Or if you kind of get this down early, it might eat up a removal because a lot, of, especially if you're playing against a white player, a lot of their removal is artifact or enchantment. So yep, if they sure. want to exile something and they exile this, you still have all your other robots to stick around with. Uh, I also just think this card is sweet. I think the artwork on it's awesome. Um, we got to talk about it in our Anthem deck, or our, our favorite Anthems in our 40 Life and a Dash. And the fact that now we have a deck that could fit it in would be great. Um, I think Mono White Artifacts is something I've never seen. Probably pretty risky, because <laughs> uh, it's not uh, like yeah. blue or red. But if you're trying to do something that's completely off the color pie, completely out in the winds, um, I think this card would be a kind of a cool idea to build around Mono White. Well, I, I think we'd be doing it not friend of the cast will a disservice because he does have mono, oh, mono yes. white artifacts oh, yes. with that test yes, yes, yes. Uh -huh. So that that is possible. Uh, but here here's kind of what I'm thinking. Hearing blue and white, obviously we would pick Brea for the commander. No, of course. just kidding. Uh, no, but, <laughs> never but, again. It, <laughs> if you're trying to challenge yourself, one that I think would help because she can get artifacts and enchantments out of the graveyard is Hannah Ships Navigator. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Colorless Azorius, legendary creature, human artificer. She's a 1-2. And for one Azorius, tap, return target artifact or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. That's nice. I think if you wanted to, once again, I'm going to go all in on the constructs. Mm -hmm. What commander do I even pick that makes sense? But I don't want it to just be, like, super busted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could go Wrath Capuchin Ships Mage that literally just gives your constructs flash, mm -hmm. but that's pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, so if you at least want to make the deck kind of function and be maybe a little bit fun, I think Hannah could do that. Mm -hmm. And I think if you put her down as the general or flip her over, however you do it in your play group, right. no one's going to look at Hannah and be like, whoa, uh, watch, watch, watch out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if it's Brea, 100% people are going to kill you first. Facts. <laughs> But that was it. Uh, this was shockingly difficult to not just get generic artifact reduction and artifact right. boost. So uh, props to those artifact or those construct players out there, I suppose. All right. Well, that wraps up. What's the point, Chase? Now in that last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the Weatherly. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee, so today we're actually talking about a card that I got an idea. I was watching Mr. Combo play on the Commander 99 channel, and I believe it was PJ that was playing this Commander. Now, he had said that he had just thrown it together with scrap that he had at home, and I think that there are some potentially better ways to go about it. He did end up winning the game, so I can't give any shit to it, but he won it with Aurelio the War Leader and all your normal Boros staples. Um, so... It is Adriana, Captain of the Guard. Uh, that is three colors. Yeah. Red, white, legendary creature, human knight, melee. And for those playing the home game, melee is whenever this creature attacks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. For each opponent you attacked with a creature this combat. Other creatures you control have melee. And then the other text there is if a creature has multiple instances of melee, each trigger separately, which was very exciting for me to hear because any creature you have with melee that gets an extra instance of melee is going to double up on those counters. So does um, it mean it's going to get melee, melee? Correct, sir. Melee, melee. Or melee, 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 uh, melee, also, melee. Also, for those... Melee, melee. A melee, oh, a melee, oh, a melee, oh, a melee, oh, a melee. For, a melee. For, the, for those playing the home game, this was the original commander of my Boros deck, and uh, now who knows what it is. 
Well, we know how much you like Boros, so I'm sure you loved it. I thought it was the giant the first go around. Oh, you're right. Okay, that doesn't count because that deck was trash <laughs> and straight out of the box. When I actually put some semblance of effort into it, it was this gal. Uh, uh, All right. Well, Squee, how are we going to make melee.deck and Boros work? All right. So uh, this originally came out in the Conspiracy set and then got reprinted in Commander 2020. So I think it's only 50 cents and has about 115 decks. But... Um, I started diving into melee support and ran into an issue of, okay, so melee doesn't have a ton of cards in there, but there's something very similar to melee. It's called battle cry. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but it allows you to double up on this effect. So uh, really what we're going to try and do is get a bunch of creatures out there, stack as many plus one plus zeros or plus one plus ones as you can on every single person that's swinging through and stack as much melee as you can. So the first card I want to talk about is Custody Soul Caller. It is one colorless, two white, creature human cleric, has melee. Uh, whenever Custody Soul Caller attacks, return target creature card with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the number of players you attacked with a creature this combat. So you can ideally, in a four-person game, return anything three or less back to your battlefield if you're swinging in properly. Uh, it's a one-two, and then with the melee stack effects, you can start building that up. So every time it swings ideally with your commander out, this is going to be a three-four. So I think it's a pretty uh, good. No, card. with your commander out, it actually becomes a. Oh, oh yeah, six, if you're three doubled, different people. Right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because you're right. he has melee yeah. himself. So, so this card's going to stack up really, really well in this deck, and it also allows you with a deck that's heavy and swinging. You're going to have casualties. Things are going to get lost. They're going to go into the graveyard. You're going to need a way to bring them back. In white, that's not always very easy to do. Uh, so I thought this was a great pick. Yeah, it's baby, it's baby Sun Titan, <laughs> which, we, which we all know how much I like it. Yes, and more importantly, it's also from Conspiracy, so I'm already on board. Oh, we're gonna get yeah. It. No, that's 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 super cool. I, I like the fact that it just doesn't have just a three mana one two melee, and that's right. it. The fact that it actually has a relevant ability mm -hmm. plus. It being a 3-4, like, to be honest, that could probably die in our meta. Mm -hmm. uh, but with the double stack of melee being a 6-7, that's yeah, definitely that's not lot. something right. that is going to just die. Uh, unless someone has a death touch that they're willing to just throw under the bus. So a 6-7 is 100% mm -hmm. going to maybe just get chumped by a 1-1, one -one, which who cares? Because now you're bringing other stuff out of your graveyard back yep. to the battlefield. So I think that's a solid inclusion. Exactly. I agree. Uh, we're going to keep on the conspiracy train. Uh, yeah! Next one I wanted to talk about is Grenzo's Ruffians. Two colorless, two red, creature goblin, melee. Whenever Grenzo's Ruffians deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other opponent. It's a 2-2. Yeah! Getting rough! Rex in my kneehead. Re 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 Rex in my kneehead deck. Nice. Oh, I love this card. In this deck, it fits so well because, again, you get to stack the melee damage and it has a second triggered ability that's going to go off of that. I was I was really excited to find both of these, and it was really hard for me not to keep on the conspiracy train. I, I did branch out on the rest of these, but uh, oh, man, it's got to be an auto. -clue. Next one is Boros Locket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this was an auto auto included in this deck. It has so much value built into it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is an auto include in anything where you're wanting to live in the red mm -hmm, zone mm -hmm. and be able to try to do wide amounts of damage um, easy and often. Yes. Uh, I, I honestly don't see why Grinzo's Ruffians wouldn't be played in more combat-centric, like, Trixie mm -hmm, decks, mm -hmm. but it's only in 276 decks total really? yeah. on EDH Rec that can run red. I don't think people know about it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, and it's only a quarter, so you can't say, oh, well, it's because it's price prohibitive for what it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, just... I guarantee you that there's cards that people have paid more than a quarter that are in their red combat-centric decks that probably do less yeah, than what Princess Ruffians does. Yeah, I've never seen this out in the wild. Not it's once. probably just because it came out of conspiracy, and you know it's a conspiracy. So and people are and people are fools. <laughs> uh, so the next card I wanted to talk about is Signal Pest. It oh, good. I was going to bring this up. Artifact creature pest. It has Battle Cry, which is what I was alluding to earlier. So for those playing the home game, Battle Cry is whenever this creature attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. And there's a lot of Battle Cry cards out there, so I'd start putting these into this deck. So you have melee stacking on Battle Cry, stacking on a lot of other things. So your creatures are going to be pretty beefy when they're swinging in. But it reads, Signal Pest can't be blocked except by creatures with flying or reach. It's a 0-1. <laughs> so you're going to get to swing through with this. It's going to get the melee ability off of your commander. It's going to give all of your other creatures a plus 1, plus 0 buff. And it's a one colorless drop that early game could chump if you need it to. And it's never going to be mana prohibitive for you. But to me, it was a great value card. Yeah, and, and I love its art. Tries tries to make him look so aggressive, but it's like, come on, bro. He's on the player. Okay, no, look at this. Okay, so I'm re-looking at this art, and it just, I just realized. So to me, it looks like a mouth with a thing coming out of it, right? Yes. So it's like oh. it's like an open mouth near the middle center of the picture, right? Correct. But in reality, that's actually just a claw that's open, and then his other claw yeah. is grasping the other one, and the actual mm -hmm. like head is alien in the middle. Yes. Wait, mm -hmm. Yeah. It straight up looks like the head from Alien. Did you wait? Did you figure that out? Like just looking at it? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I have like fifteen copies <laughs> of this, and I just realized that it's not like a little beak going. <laughs> God. God, I guess it's time. Uh, oh, it, it, it is. It is not a two-headed monster. I, um, Tuck, would this go in your ninja deck? It's already, it being a one drop. It's already in there. Woo! Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, this was in the. This was in the box o tice. So cheers. Box o tice. Drink. Uh, yeah. So the last one I wanted to talk about. Throwing a little, uh, throwing a little bone to Mr. Combo here. It's a planeswalker. Uh, it, yeah. is, it is Gideon the Oathsworn. Four colorless, two white, legendary planeswalker Gideon. Whenever you attack with two or more non-Gideon creatures, put a plus one, plus one counter on each of those creatures. And then it adds a plus two. Until end of turn, Gideon the Oathsworn becomes a 5-5 five, five white soldier creature that's still a planeswalker. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to him this turn. And then his minus nine ability starts at a four. Uh, is exile Gideon, or sorry, exile Gideon the Oathsworn. And each creature your opponent's control. Wow, he picked a bio box planeswalker. I, I'm shocked, but it actually, I think it actually works in this. Like, I think it's actually kind of yeah. cool. It fits. I was excited. Yeah, I, mean, I hate it, these it, things it, in see, general. They usually don't do what you want them to do, but right. in this deck, I think it six, does. Six mana is a bit expensive. Um, but no, I think that's. Uh, I like. I, I, I like that'd it. Be pretty, pretty it's deep. A, it's a spicer. Yeah, there wasn't an ability on it that, that turned me off from it, and I figured, you know, mm -hmm. all right, six mana, late game, you're probably going to have that sitting there. You probably dumped out a bunch of your small creatures. We're looking for some more gas. I think this could be your gas at the end of the game when you're attacking with people. Everything's mailing. It's battle crying. It's getting yeah. plus one, plus one counters on it. Then you can turn him into a big beater that can't take damage. And then if anybody allows him to live for that long, which it's it's also a beautiful distraction on your board state because people are going to start to notice, oh, that minus nine's pretty bad. Uh, they're going to pay attention to it. So you can do other things while he's out there getting mm -hmm. beat for you. And then you can put out other creatures or other large things that are going to help you win the game. So... Uh, I was pretty excited about that, but that's all I had on this deck. I 
I didn't think that it was going to go as well as it did, <laughs> and it, it went better than I would have thought. So uh, congrats to uh, PJ for winning that game, and I'm glad you gave us the idea. Uh, also, shout out to Commander99 for streaming with us. Uh, always appreciate it. But I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your new team is at ever to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our webseek, CMD. Yes! You can communicate directly <laughs> with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Combo number five, all spelled out except for the five, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. For your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh, my God.